Christmas this evening. And I think I'm on, right? Yes, there we are. So, I want to start with a line that some of you may know. And it goes something like this. And the Grinch with his Grinch feet, ice cold in the snow, stood puzzling and puzzling, how could it be so? It came without ribbons, it came without tags, it came without packages, boxes, or bags. And he puzzled and puzzled till his puzzler was sore. Then the Grinch thought of something he hadn't before. What if Christmas, he thought, doesn't come from a store? What if Christmas, perhaps, means a little bit more? Dr. Seuss makes a very profound point for us in this in a wonderfully special way. And what he's saying to us is that as we bring our consciousness into oneness with the light and the joy of the Spirit of the Most High, we begin to view Christmas through new eyes, through the eyes of a child just coming into this realm of existence. And we are able to see beyond the commercialism of the holiday and begin to witness the true spirit of Christmas. There was an interesting piece in the newspaper a few years ago, and a reporter was interviewing people as they left a shopping center, and some people shared how they were actually being pushed and shoved by others while shopping for those last-minute gifts at the mall. And there were arguments between shoppers on just about everything of the shortage of the last Xbox or whatever, shorting of parking space, shortage of parking spaces. Ultimately, there was a shortage of the true Christmas spirit. And I guess many became a bit, a bit Grinch-like themselves at this time of year, forgetting to remember the deeper meaning of the Christmas season. As we mature spiritually and give way to the Christ consciousness within us, we begin to question the motives of the Grinch mind and ask ourselves the same question he did. What if Christmas perhaps means a little bit more? What if it doesn't really come in a box or a bag? What if it comes in a package called the magnificent you and the magnificent me? And the Christmas letter from Dr. Holmes that Diana so eloquently shared with us a few moments ago. If you recall, Dr. Holmes said, Christmas is for remembrance. The love manifesting through our gifts to each other typifies the offering of life, the giving of spirit to its creation. The hands of the eternal are outstretched through our hands, and the heart of the infinite beats in the human breast. But the giver must give of himself, for the gift without the giver is bare. It is not, then, in lavish gifts that we find true giving, but in the sweet simplicity of remembrance and the kindly thought, the tolerant mind, and the gentle act. The remembrance of, of which Dr. Holmes is speaking or spoke of is really quite simple. It's being mindful enough, just mindful enough in the midst of the frenzy of the external holiday around us to remember that Christmas is not about stuff. It's about the birth of the awareness of God's presence in you and in all of life, in every other person. This truth resides in the heart of the message of the great teacher Jesus that he came to deliver, to simply live in a constant awareness that God is real and that the life 
within us is a miraculous expression of the goodness of God coming in to physical fruition. This, then, is the greatest gift you can give this season. The remembrance of the self. That part of you, that high self of you, that is seeking to be born anew this and every day in, as, and through all that you are. It is in our selfless acts of love. The anointed one comes forward. The Christ consciousness within us all that radiates outward from our hearts and our souls and serves as a beacon of divine light and guidance for the world to follow. And this is about unconditional love. And every of each one of us has lit a candle tonight in remembrance. And we do that in honor of those that are no longer with us, physically, but here with us in an aura, a consciousness, an energy of love. Because we still feel, feel their presence. We know they are with us. We know that this love that is being birthed anew through the story of the Christ child, through, this, through our own Christ consciousness, is a love that cannot be broken. It cannot end. It is infinite. And it is as it is the essence and energy of the divine living through you. There's a story that I love, and it's about a true selfless act of love given by someone during the Christmas season. And it's about an older gentleman and his dog. And one Christmas Eve, much like this one, the man looked at his faithful dog and spoke as if he were talking to his child. And he said, I will never forget you. And a tear rolled down his cheek. He said, I'm much older now and I can't take care of you anymore. And with his head tilted to one side, Monsieur Dupree watched his master. He wagged his tail back and forth, wondering, what's he talking about? And the man said, I can barely take care of myself anymore, let alone take care of you. And he pulled a hanky from his pocket and wiped away his tears. Very soon, I have to move. And I'm sorry to say you can't come along. They don't allow dogs there, you know. And as he stroked Monsieur Dupree's head, he continued, Don't worry. We'll find a nice home for you, I promise, my friend. Why, with your good looks, we'll have no trouble at all. Anyone be, would be proud to own such a fine dog. Well, Monsieur Dupree wagged his tail really hard and strutted up and down the kitchen floor. And for a moment, the familiar scent of his old friend mingling with the smell of greasy food gave life to this canine companion, a feeling of well-being. But then a sense of dread took over him, and his tail hung between his legs, and he stood very still. And the man said, come here. And he knelt, knelt down on the floor and lovingly pulled Monsieur Dupree close to him. And he tied a ribbon around the dog's neck with a huge bow, and he attached a note to it. And Monsieur Dupree wondered, what, what does it say? It says, the man read aloud, Merry Christmas. My name is Monsieur Dupree. For breakfast, I like bacon and eggs. Even cornflakes will do. For dinner, I prefer mashed potatoes and some meat. That's all. I eat just two meals a day. In return, I will be your most loyal friend. Monsieur Dupree was confused and his eyes begged, 
what's going on. The man buttoned his overcoat, reached for the dog's leash, and softly said, Come here, my friend. He opened the door against a cold gust of wind, and they stepped outside. Dusk was beginning to fall, and Monsieur Dupree pulled back. He didn't want to go. And the man said, Don't make this any harder for me. I promise you, you'll be much better off with someone else. The street was deserted. Leaning into the wintry air, the two old friends pushed on, and it began to snow. And after a very long time, they came upon a huge Victorian house surrounded by tall trees which were swaying in the wind. Shivering in the cold, they appraised the house. Glimmering lights adorned every window, and the muffled sound of a Christmas song was carried through the wind. This will be a nice home for you, the man said. He bent down and unleashed his dog and then opened the gate slowly so that it wouldn't creak. Go on now, go up the steps and scratch on the door. Monsieur Dupree looked from the house to his master and back to the house again. He didn't understand. Go on, the man gave the dog a shove. Get going now. Monsieur Dupree was hurt. He thought his master didn't care about him anymore. He didn't understand that indeed the man loved him very much but could no longer care for him and wanted to give Monsieur Dupree one last Christmas gift, a gift of selfless, unconditional love. Slowly the dog strangled toward the house and staggered up the steps. He scratched with one paw at the front door. Looking back, he saw his master step behind a tree just as someone from inside turned the knob and a little boy appeared framed in the doorway by the warm light coming from within. And when he saw Master Dupree, the little boy threw both arms into the air and shouted with delight, Oh boy, Mom and Dad, come see what Santa brought. And through teary eyes, the man watched from, from behind the tree as the boy's mother read the note. Then she tenderly brought the man's most trusted and loyal friend, Monsieur Dupree inside. Smiling, the man wiped his eyes with the sleeve of his coat and disappeared into the night, whispering, Merry Christmas, my friend. Now I know you will have Christmas every day as you deserve. Dr. Martin Luther King said, Life's most urgent question is what are you doing for others? This question contains a sense of urgency because each day that passes without an individual committing a selfless act of love and compassion, that is a day that passes without the individual living as within the awareness and the energy and love of them being the Christ consciousness coming into the physical realm. Every day brings an opportunity for us to give birth to the consciousness of Christ within us so we may serve as that living example of the true meaning of the holiday season to give selflessly of ourselves while remaining fully aware all that we are really ever giving to life is the love of God that we choose to release through our consciousness. As we enter this Christmas Eve, we ask that you take time for reflection. Realize how blessed you are 
to be physically alive and spiritually awakened in this most holy of moments. Our lifetime is an amazing gift. Don't squander it on thinking small. Allow your infinite radiant thoughts to be the light and example for everyone in your experience to follow. Allow your inner brilliance and divinity to shine as loving kindness and unconditional love. This is the message of the Christ. Reveal the light that you came here to be. This, then, is the greatest gift that you could ever give to another and anyone in our world. And it doesn't even cost a penny. In the Gnostic Gospels of Thomas, it is written that the Master Teacher Jesus said, Have you found the beginning, then, that you are looking for the end? You see, the end is where the beginning is. Even in the newly found piece of Scripture, Jesus the teacher was empowering humanity to look no further than their own divinity, their own beginning, proclaiming the Christ consciousness is available to each of us as us. There is never an end to the divine essence that you are, as there is never really a beginning. It is a continuous flow. There is only the perfection, the love, the peace, the joy, and the radiant good of God individualizing itself throughout infinity. That is the miracle of the season. The miracle of the loving essence of God coming to life, giving of itself through your most wonderful presence. Again from the gospel, Jesus said, there is a light within a person of light, and it shines on the whole world. You, my friends, are people of light, for you are the anointed child of God. Your inner light is the divine coming to life as the Christ child within you. Embrace that light. Allow it to be your guide in all that you do, the big and the small. This Christmas, give the best of yourself to yourself to your family and friends, and in the most quietest of ways, the world around you, by honoring the revelation and the expression of the light of the Christ consciousness that you are. It is in these gifts you will experience and find the joy of the season, the beginning and the end, the infinite flow of the light that you are. May the real spirit of Christmas the giving of self to life, enter and abide in you now and through all time. And may God bless you as God has blessed me with your presence. I love you all, and so it is. All right, so we have a wonderful treat for you.